Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. We've been going for an hour. We are ready to go. We're ready to go for another hour. More, uh, morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MileEyesports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for a wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, right now, Sasquatch Casino up in Blackhawk. They have a great promotion going on. You absolutely need to check this out. They're giving away one of three separate rides and it is absolutely awesome what they're giving away a Hagland with tracks they're giving away a tesla 3 and a 720 ford mustang and if you don't want it they'll give you over thirty-three thousand dollars in cash instead head on up there to see how you can be part of that promotion the giveaway is the weekend of january 13th by the way just for fun i looked up the teams that the uh, I bet you did Miami Dolphins played that in their regular season. All right, okay. They played two teams that were eight and six, and those were the best records of teams that they wow. faced. Eight and six, the Giants and Kansas City. They played the Oilers, who were one and thirteen. They played the Vikings, who were seven and seven. The Jets, who were seven and seven. The Chargers, who were four nine and one. The Bills, four nine and one. Colts five and nine, Patriots three and eleven, Cardinals four nine and one, and don't forget the teams in their own division that they got to face twice: the Jets seven and seven, the Bills four nine and one, the Patriots three and eleven. Wow, they played an absolute garbage schedule of teams that they had to face. They were great in the playoffs. But the road to get there, they should have gone undefeated in the regular season. All right, so we give them their due as the only unbeaten team in NFL history. But don't start bringing it up that they're the greatest team of all time simply because they were undefeated. You can make the case that for a Super Bowl champion in the regular season, that is by far and away the easiest schedule ever. Worst regular season resume of any Super Bowl champion. Yeah, it's not their fault. They no. beat the teams that right. were in front of them. They should have gone 14-0. and The two best teams they played were two games over 500. You know, although we still remember a lot of names from that team. So there was greatness. When you think of Zonka and Kick and you think of... Greasy. Shula and Greasy and you think of... Uh, Anderson on the back end, and you think, I mean, they're, they Mercury had... Mercury Morris was really good. Nick Bonacani. Yep, no, they had some really they good They had players. a lot of guys. They had some dudes, right? So there you go. When your resume is littered with 4-9-1, and 4-9-1, and 4-9-1, and 1-13... And and you can only play who's scheduled. Right, but don't tell me you're the best team ever. They're not the, they're not the best team ever. Time now for the lead. The lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. All right, every time Nathaniel Hackett meets the media, you are just bracing yourself for cliche palooza. 
and it seems to be a broken record. I was thinking about this last night. I think we talked about this about a couple of weeks ago, that for Nathaniel Hackett, he has a greatest hits album. Oh, I think we've downplayed it. He has a Peter Frampton first album out double album that has gone double platinum with greatest hits. Wow. And then has never heard from again? That's right. Gotcha. And that could be Nathaniel Hackett. We got to get this stuff fixed. Well, we need him to show us the way. That's pretty good. I got it. Peter Frampton? Well Show done. me the way. Right. Okay. When asked about the running game, this is what was so puzzling. We need to run. Wait a minute. Look at the kid back there. He doesn't, he's like, he doesn't, he's he doesn't get the he illusion. Doesn't, he doesn't get it. He doesn't get the illusion. That's right. okay. All right. When asked about the running game, we need to run the ball. Well, you were the one calling the plays. Right. They were your calls, and all you did was pass right off the hop. What do you mean you need to run the ball? We know you need to run the ball. Then why aren't you running the ball? Again, Gary Kubiak used to say it all the time after a game. He'd look at the stat sheet when he's standing up at the podium. Yeah, we forgot to run the ball. I mean, those were quotes from Gary Kubiak. We forgot to run the ball. What do you mean you forgot? Well, it worked out for him okay. It did. But he had a little different kind of... uh, Setup. Yeah, he had a little bit of different... You know what really bothered me in that game? Well, there's a lot of things that bothered me in the game... Uh, last weekend in in Tennessee, why in the world do you st- still keep dropping back in a five or a seven step drop when you are playing with third string offensive linemen who cannot pass pro? Right. And why aren't you adapting at that point? Three step drops, quick turns, get the ball out. Why? Why are they still? Why are you still trying to throw the ball deep down the field, and and allow and then allowing your most valuable commodity, your two hundred and fifty million dollar quarterback, back there just getting his butt kicked? You know why? I can give you the reason why they don't like the three step drop. Or I shouldn't say they. There's one guy who doesn't like the three step drop. Right. Who is it? Russell Wilson. Right. I mean, shouldn't we make those linebackers work to cover a slot receiver and throw it right over the middle? You got plenty of speed with Jerry yeah, Judy. Right. You got plenty of speed with KJ Hamler. Hamler. Why? Why not make those guys cover? Yeah. Because Russ likes to throw the ball deep. Yeah. Well, did you hear Russ at the back end of his uh, comments on in post game? I'll do anything it takes. No, you won't. Well, this is this is Russ's words. Yeah. I'll do anything it takes. I don't have the verbatim right in front of me, but I'll do anything it takes. As long as I'll they're doing it, as I'll long as they're doing it. things I want. Well, there is we are very close to an intersection of pull your heads out and start figuring things out. When did Aaron Rodgers in a similar system make his game even better? When he realized that there's nothing wrong with taking a profit. Oh, you mean two years ago when he won the first of two consecutive MVPs? When Matt LaFleur convinced him you don't always have to go for the home run ball. To which I was told by somebody who has been covering the Packers for a very, very long time, one of Rodgers' teammates was so upset 
that Rodgers always wanted the deep ball. He walked up to him during the game, and he said, if you keep holding on to the ball, forcing us to block longer so you can have your deep ball, I am going to release my block. And that is a quote. And oh, by the way, the guy got either traded or released almost immediately. Well, it's an issue. And the thing is, it's been an issue with Russ, not just now, his entire career. His entire career. And that's my point. He's always been a deep ball guy. Always. That's what he does. And everybody loves the pass to Jalen Virgil, and that's great. But it's a lower percentage pass. The further you throw it, if I'm not mistaken, unless the guy's wide open, Mm -hmm. the lower percentage the pass is. Now, when you want to keep throwing it deep, eventually you're going to have to force it into, I don't know, quadruple coverage in the end zone like he faced. Yeah, like he did twice. Right. Right. And and I don't understand also, and I know I'm just a media guy, but I don't understand the third and three, we're going to go 20 yards down the sideline in a ball that is basically 50-50, even though you've got Cortland Sutton, who, by the way, how many of those 50-50 balls does he win? Half, a quarter, two thirds. That's why it's called a fifty-fifty. It's ball. a fifty-fifty ball, right? Right. So you're throwing, you're throwing, you're throwing twenty, you're throwing eighteen to twenty yards downfield to try to pick up three on a fifty-fifty ball. I'll give you something else that's just as worrisome. This was said during the broadcast by Dan Orlovsky against Jacksonville. The Broncos are essentially running a high school offense. Yeah. Really, really simple. Keeping it down to the basics. And they can't even get that right. I mean, do we really see a lot of exotic play calling from Nathaniel Hackett? He can't because his guys aren't picking up the basic stuff. We're not seeing a lot of – do you see a lot of motion? No, very little, which is confusing to me. Why in the world wouldn't you – you've got speed guys. Because the guys apparently aren't picking up the basics. It's kind of like – let me give everybody some – for for me, of course – let me give everybody some fashion tips. All right? Well, we always look to you for fashion. Because this is actually a pretty good analogy. Okay. If you don't have any clothes, you buy the basics. Right. You buy jeans. You buy stuff in black. You buy stuff in gray. Okay. You buy stuff in white. And then when you have enough of that stuff, then you expand out. Then you can go for the more flowery shirt. Then you can go for things that are a little bit different. But you have to have a foundation of clothes in your wardrobe before you branch out to things that are more look at me, more fashion forward. Right now, they don't have the basics in their own closet. You're right. Yeah, they don't have yeah, they don't have the basics. They don't have anything that they can hang their hat on. There's not what name me one thing and I'll wait that you can hang your hat on with this offense. One thing. We're nine games in. Russell Wilson will be sacked. Okay. Russell Wilson will be hit. Now give me one thing. Third and one. That you they can will more than on. likely be in shotgun. Exactly. We're, we're, these are the things that we are talking about. Nine weeks in. Nine games in. There's one series that sums up the Broncos season where they are a day late and a dollar short. It is third and one 
and the Broncos go under center with Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. and you're thinking, wow, it's only taken nine games, although they've done it before, but it's really taken nine games for it to click that your quarterback sneak it. But there's actually even a better way to quarterback sneak it. How about get somebody behind Russell Wilson to push him over the chain? On third and one, they didn't do that. that. Russell Wilson is not the size of Josh Allen. No. Or he's really not the size of any quarterback in the league. With that, what did they do on fourth and one? What was it? Tyree Cleveland was in motion. Smart, huh? And then he helped push uh, Russell Wilson to a first First down. down. Why did they not do that on third down? So you have to get to fourth down. So it was the right play call on third and one, Mm -hmm. but not the best play call, which we see all the time. Running backs getting close to the line of scrimmage on a sneak, and it's a push. So it was the right play call, but it was still wrong. Yeah. To my point, from a larger perspective, there is not one sentence of description under the question of what is this offense's identity. Right. There is literally nine weeks in, no identity in this offense at all. Okay. I'm going to completely expose myself to our entire audience about my football knowledge. I will never claim to be an X's and O's guy. Okay. I'm not going to say to you that I think a 3-4 defense is better than a 4-3 defense in certain situations, or we should do, um, you know, cover two over a different type of formation. That is not my wheelhouse. But if you are allowing me, because there are a lot of guys out there who claim they know everything about football. I love those guys. And they talk about the X wide receiver and the Y wide receiver. And then they, they want to impress everybody around them. But what they're really doing is, is they're taking words that other people have told them. And then they formulate it into a sentence to make themselves sound smart. Yeah, if you did a written test, they probably wouldn't do very well. So with that, if Nathaniel Hackett is putting me of all people in a position to question a play call, that's bad. Honest to goodness, and is really more of a dig on myself than it is with him. Again, I go back to third and one, fourth and one. We see all the time running backs getting behind the quarterback on a quarterback sneak. If I am questioning that third and one call, knowing they should have done that, what they did on fourth and one, that's bad. Because I am not some football savant, but even I know that, and I can promise you, Hackett has forgotten more about football than I know. Don't how much confidence do you have in this guy off schedule? Zero, none, none at all. And how can you? There has been absolutely no illustration that this offense can function off script. Right. On script. Okay, they get a few this, they get a few of that. All right, good, good. But off script, when you are making decisions spontaneously, when you're playing for a little bit of a feel, a little bit of your gut, what are we going to do here? What works the best? Uh Uh-uh, doesn't happen. 
Coming up after the break, well, Broncos are losing. Offense doesn't look good. Now they have more injuries to deal with. Who will be playing on Sunday against the Raiders? Well, it's really going to be a coin flip for a bunch of guys. How much is it going to affect the game? And um, the Broncos are favorites. Favorites, two and a half. What do you like? How are you betting this? That's next. I'm kneeling on the floor. There has to be a force. Who do I phone? Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle. Presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman uh, Hurdle. Watch us. MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Colorado Off-Road, all the major accessory brands for your truck, your car, your Jeep, your SUV. When you buy from Colorado Off-Road, they install everything. If you need something aftermarket, no problem. Uh, they have over 90 years of experience to get you what you want. Unlike the big box stores, they only want to sell you something new. At Colorado Off-Road, they want to sell you stuff that you need, what is best for you, what is most cost-effective. It's about you. It's not about them. That's the way it should be. Love the fact that Colorado Off-Road is locally owned by Jerry and his wife, Wendy. They are from Littleton. And uh, Jerry opened his business in Littleton. He's always been in Littleton. Those are the type of people you want to work with. Colorado Off-Road. Colorado grown. Colorado owned. That's Colorado Off-Road. Go to cooffroad.com or upfit today at Colorado Off-Road. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. And the hits just keep on coming, according to Mike Kliss, Kwan Williams, arthroscopic knee surgery, and uh, he's probably going to miss the next four weeks. Jerry Judy, his sprained ankle, or as Russell Wilson would say, his partially ripped tendon in his ankle is not as bad as previously feared but that is a serious injury and that is serious pain that according to someone close to russell wilson uh with that billy turner has got a knee glasgow has a shoulder glasgow day to day turner week to week and you know uh and we here's the thing Injuries happen in the game, Mm -hmm. but don't tell me this offense isn't clicking because of injuries. When they were healthy, it wasn't good either. Right. Uh, The fact that Judy and Glasgow are day-to-day is encouraging. I I thought both of those guys were going to be gone for an extended period. I don't know. I mean, you got to figure out a way to... You got to figure out a way to be more productive with what you have you can't just keep trying the same things that haven't worked all season long, hoping that at some point they will work. If, That's not a good plan. If you always do what you've always done, then you'll always get, get what you've always gotten. 
It's pretty simple. It's another way of describing the word insanity, but that is used way too often, so that is my phrase. If you're going shotgun on third and one and it doesn't work and you keep going to it, the defense knows exactly what you're doing. Sure. Well, it immediately allows defensive the edge guys to just pin their ears back and, and go crazy, come hard off the edges. They're, they're not having to account for anything. I, I, I just don't understand. That, that drove me crazy from day one. And here's something. From day one. And here's something else about play calling. You are down to your third string left tackle. You are potentially down to your third string right tackle. You are down to your second or third string center. center right. Okay? Three-step drops. Again, Nathaniel Hackett knows a lot more about football than I do. But if even I know you shouldn't be having five to seven-step drops and your wide receivers are having a difficult time getting separation, why do you keep doing the same thing over and over again? Well, and riddle me this. If you are effective doing that, if you can actually become effective doing that, doesn't that soften stuff down the field for you, which is really what you want to do anyway? Right. Doesn't that, don't those things work kind of hand in hand? Yeah, if you keep throwing over the middle, then the safeties are going to bite up a little bit more. Then you have room over the top. Right. But again, and I said it in the last segment, I will never claim to be an X's and O's yeah, guy, but that stuff seems a little obvious to me. Why isn't it so obvious to Nathaniel Hackett? Nathaniel Hackett, when he put together his coaching staff, first-time head coach, first-time defensive coordinator, first-time special teams coach, first-time offensive coordinator in Outen. What I like what Hackett did was he brought in Dom Capers. I don't know how much Dom Capers is helping Evero with his defensive game plans, but right now it's working. And whether Capers has any input or not, I don't know. What I do know is Hackett should have brought somebody in to be his Yoda on offense just in case things went off the rails. About three games in, hired a guy who was apparently a very good game manager. Why not hire another set of eyes who has done this longer than you? Dom Capers was never a great head coach but he was always a very good defensive mind. Very. Why not hire a guy who's always been a very good offensive mind just to bounce things off of? Unless Nathaniel calls his dad a lot because Paul Hackett was a tremendous offensive sure. mind. No question. Maybe he does use his dad. I don't know. But I can tell you right now, we give a ton of credit to Kyle Shanahan and what he is doing. Don't think for a minute that Mike is not heavily, and I will emphasize this word again, heavily involved. Why wouldn't what, he be, right? No, no, he is. Yes, why I'm wouldn't telling he you, I mean, and this is the way it has always been. Sure. Kyle leans heavily on his dad. It is not to take any credit away from Kyle. Kyle is his own man. But when you have a resource like your Sounding father. Sounding boards, dude. I, right. Yeah, absolutely. You use them right. as much as you can. We were talking about the wristband last week. Right. That didn't this help. Is, no, really didn't help, did it? Didn't help. You know, you, you know what the wristband says? <laughs> throw deep. Play two. Throw deep. Call dad. 
That's, that's what it says. Play four. <laughs> Five to seven step drop with no protection. Throw deep. Take a hit. Take you know what? Someone who is more creative than me in terms of social media mm-hmm. needs, because you can find a way to Photoshop things, sure. needs to Photoshop Russell Wilson's arm with a rest yeah. band and just in big Sharpie letters write, hold the ball, throw deep. Yeah. That would get more hits in, in Broncos country than anything that has been sent out on social media. Are either of you guys, because you're younger and smarter than we are, Zach, Alex, are either of you guys qualified to do something like that? I could probably put it together through Photoshop, yeah. Could you? Yeah, probably. It takes a little bit of time, but yeah. Try and put that together, and let's get that out on social media. Is that the phrase we want to use? Hold the ball, throw deep. Is that what we should have, Alex? Take a sack. Not take a sack. Throw deep. That's the play. Sure. Throw deep. That's it. That's the only play. <laughs> that's it. Go routes. Go. <laughs> Go balls. Go balls. Throw deep. If you can, put that together. Let me know. And Bruce and I will get on that. We'll retweet. We'll have the station do it because I'm telling you, that thing will catch fire. Coming up after the break, there is a possibility, at least according to a New York University professor, that the way we cover sports is going to change potentially, dramatically, by next week. Next week. What is it? That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, smileisports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now. For What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sdhmazda.com. Okay, if you haven't been following what's going on with Twitter, (laughs) Elon Musk buying the company, major layoffs, major dysfunction. And with all of that, Scott Galloway, professor at NYU, is predicting the entire Twitter site will collapse within the next week because of all of these problems. If this does happen, how would this affect sports coverage as we know it? I think it would affect it dramatically because of just the immediacy that we have with Twitter right now. Not always accurate, but pretty immediate. And at least it it puts people on the right path some of the times. So I think it would have a very impactful uh, effect. I mean, think about this for a second. I couldn't imagine doing sports talk 35 years ago. Hmm. 
I mean, when was the computer invented? In the 80s? But it was totally different. It was, you know, right. dial up and all that. Yeah. Back then, you know, this is a different world that um, that we lived in, certainly compared to Zach and Alex, where when we did research papers, we had a set of encyclopedias. Yeah, in you went house. to the library or you, you went to the encyclopedias and you did your work. The Internet has everything. You can yep. learn to build a bomb. Sorry for saying it, but it's true. On the Internet, you can learn to do a lot of things. With websites, you got to post a story, and that does take some time, mm-hmm. and you got to wait for that to come out. But Twitter is the preferred form of communication for for journalists in news and in sports because you can get it out there in X number of characters. Immediacy. Right, and right. you get it first, and so on and so forth. And oh, by the way, we have a lot of people poo-pooing the, you know, you have to pay eight bucks for a blue check mark. That blue check mark is actually quite important because if you are verified, people know that, hey, this is coming from a reliable source because there are so many people out there that have, I don't know, fake Adam Schefter accounts. Although if you're buying one, does that doesn't that take away some of the legitimacy of it? No. As a no? matter of fact, really? I, I don't okay. understand the complaint hmm. at all over a check mark. A check mark gives you, rightfully or wrongfully, credibility. You gain more followers when you have a check mark. Is that fair to say? I guess. I don't really know the whole inner workings. I, I, I have very little doubt that if you have a blue check mark, people see you as credible, more credible than people that don't have a blue check mark. I don't have one. You don't have one. Nope. But some of the, almost all of the top guys out there do have it. Now, there are reasons you can get it. There are plenty of guys out there who have no business having it. Okay, but I'm not going to get into them. If a blue check mark is going to gain you more followers, I'd call that marketing, wouldn't you? Self-marketing, self-promotion of yourself. I guess so, yes. Are you telling me that if you have an opportunity to promote yourself for less than 100 bucks a month, that's not worth it to you? Are you stupid? And I don't, and I don't use that word loosely. If you have a chance to self-promote for a hundred bucks a month, you are a fool. Don't complain about eight bucks a month. Oh, I, I'm just not going to do it. I can promise you, you have more followers because you have it. But let's get back to the original point. The computer has made it a lot easier to do sports talk radio. Let's use something that happened in this show today. Sure. We talked about the 1972 Dolphins. Yep. Do you think that, I don't know, in 1985, I could have told you if I was doing a show who the Dolphins played that fast? Only if you had a media guide right there in your little satchel. So the answer, no. Right. Twitter makes our jobs a lot easier. No question. Breaking news. Yeah. Everything. Press conferences. You know, there are certain guys out there that basically transcribe a press conference for you sure. in this media market, and you know exactly what Hackett is saying, basically in real time. Now you have to wait for that story to come out on their website. Mm-hmm. And hopefully there's not a paywall when it comes to that. The question is, if there is no Twitter, where do sports people go to get their message out there faster well or as fast it's not tiktok nope is it instagram no i don't know not linkedin 
What is it? Do, I mean, do, do you, Alex, do you, Zach, have a suggestion where people are going to go if Twitter shuts down? I actually do. I've been looking into this just in case it fully collapses. You're seeing some, uh, uh, I don't know, spinoff sites. Startups. Yeah, yeah. Still, they'll they'll fill that basic niche still of like instant. So who is it? Reporting. Share with the class. Who is it? What is it? Mastodon. 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 Yeah, like the mammoth. Right. Why? Thank you. I got that. No problem. It's not called pterodactyl, right? I mean Mastodon. Okay, I got that. So you think that's where people are going to go next? Well, I mean, I I don't know, but that's the they're going to go somewhere now. The niche will exist in the market. Yeah, I mean. The, the, the very fact that we are a marketing-based economy, someone will step in to fill in the void. That's just good business, right? What about Truth Social? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. I, don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> I think we could, I mean, even my wife, who is about as um, social media savvy as anyone that I know, right? Her que- her answer on this question, not sure. Nobody really does what Twitter does. Everything is right now more in short video format. Right. Which is your TikToks and things like that, right? See, I have no right. idea. Instagram, right. I yeah. these are things that I don't know anything about. And then you're like Belichick, InstaFace. What is that? InstaFace. Yeah, that's it. Insta that was actually really funny. God, I hope that that was organic. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? We'll chat about the start to the season Jason Tatum is having, and Yasiel Puig has pled guilty to a federal charge. What did he do? That's next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for a wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Just in case you missed it, former major leaguer Yasiel Puig has agreed to plead guilty to a federal charge for lying to law enforcement officials about sports bets he made within a legal, illegal gambling operator, according to documents unsealed by the U.S. Department of Justice. Puig, who now plays professionally in South Korea, will plead guilty to one count of making false statements. Uh, That's a crime that carries a maximum sentence of five years in federal prison. 
He made 899 sports bets in a three-month period. What are your thoughts on Puig pleading guilty and pretty much ending any shot he had to play in the MLB again? Yeah, I mean, you talk about a guy that just messed up a really good thing. Yeah. I mean, that's that's basically what I take away. And what a shame. I mean, you know, that's on him. He always seemed like a bit of a problem, didn't uh, he? He did, always. Yeah. Very talented, but always a bit of a problem, child. Yeah, I agree. Just in case you missed it, the Avs lost to the Blues 3-2 last night as Blues goalie Jordan Binnington stood on his head with a 44-save performance. Avs had a lot of played plenty of opportunities. They even had a 5-on-3 to end regulation, but they couldn't get one past Binnington to tie the game. Uh, what were your impressions from the Avs' loss last night? Yeah, it was actually 6-3 to because they pulled the goaltender. I mean, you know, they had, they, they had it for a, an extended period of time. You know what? I listened to Jared Bednar afterwards. He seemed pretty pleased with the effort, the amount of shots that were created, the amount of opportunities that were created. Sometimes you tip your hat to the other guy. Bennington's been a guy that has been awfully good at various times against the Avs. He was great last night when he had to be. And he didn't throw a water bottle. Didn't throw a water bottle. So we're good on him. Well, Kadri is in Calgary now. so (laughs) It's okay. He can still throw a water bottle if he wants to. All right, just in case you missed it, uh, Jason Tatum of the Celtics is off to a torrid start to the season as he has the most points in the first 13 games in Celtics history with 420, passing John Havlicek and Larry Bird. As far as scorers in the NBA, where would you rank Tatum? One of the best, but don't tell me that, you know, don't start spouting off that he should be the MVP this early in the season. Can't stand guys that are promoting like that, that that are self-promoting. Is he self-promoting? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, Joel Embiid had a pretty good night the other night. He sure did. 59? Yeah. 59? Look. 59 times. My my deal is this. Always let someone else say it. Right. That's my deal. Always let someone else notice it. Yeah, I agree. All right, just in case you missed it, Ted Lasso wrote a motivational message for each member of the U.S. men's national team going to the World Cup, and the messages are posted on billboards in the players' hometowns. Do you like this clever move by Ted Lasso? Is it good marketing? Well, what what was written? Uh, they're, they're just like motivational messages for the guys like, good luck, all, you know. In very Ted Lasso-like uh, verbiage and very, stuff, yeah, right? Like fa- failing to prepare is preparing to fail? <laughs> okay. John Wooden? Well, I mean... I don't. I still have not done the Ted Lasso thing. I know that I will do it at some point. I've heard it's absolutely uh, fantastic. I've got to tell you, man. Unless Eric can get me there, because I know he's a big soccer guy. Huge. Huge. I, I just have it's virtually huge. no interest big. in the World Cup at this point. Is that? Is yeah. that religious to say? I'm that? not a big soccer guy, but the World Cup to me is intriguing. It is always as, intriguing. As long as I agree. The, but I'm sorry. I hate to sound xenophobic. As long as the U.S. is in it, I am interested. Hmm. But if it's Ecuador against Peru, honestly, I'm not that interested. Yeah, I don't know. even know. I mean, I know one guy for the American team. Pol- Pol- Polisic. Polisic, right? Kristen Polisic. Kristen Polisic. How do you think Alexi Lawless is going to play this year? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he's got to be what almost fifty now. What about Tony Miola? Is he is he still playing? Was he a goalkeeper? He was. Okay, there you go. He was Good. a goalkeeper as well for the Buffalo Blizzard. He was also ah. an actor, and I got to know him a little bit. Super nice guy. He was an excellent goalkeeper. Interesting. Not goaltender, goalkeeper. Okay. I want to make sure I get Good. it right as he was playing on the pitch, and sometimes the score was nil nil. 
playing after, playing against a lot of guys with tremendous pace. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In in regulation time. All right, all right. Uh, going back to the Raiders here. After they lost to the Colts on Sunday, Derek Carr was fighting back tears at the podium, yeah. and he apologized for being emotional. Uh, the Raiders dropping to two and seven on the season. Um, there was a lot of promise before the season for the Raiders. Now they have the second worst record in the NFL. What do you th- what do you think about the disconnect between Carr and McDaniel's? Like, why can't the Raiders figure it out despite all the talent on that roster? That's a really good question. I don't know. But it's a bad look when you've got two of your stars, two of your leaders pointing fingers in the locker room, and you've got the head coach saying, I've got no problem with the guy's efforts. That's a real disconnect right there. And that's part of the reason they're two and seven. The thing is, nobody's on the same page. Right, nobody. You know, they're, they're all contradicting each other. Karen Adams are saying, guys aren't giving enough effort. And McDaniels is saying, I have no issue with that. People in town are saying, what the hell's going on with Josh McDaniels and this team? And his owner is saying, I think he's doing a fantastic job. Bizarre, isn't it? Right. I think everybody in Broncos country can agree. No one universally is happy with what is going on with the team. Right. What is going on with Nathaniel Hackett and his play calling. I don't think anyone is pleased universally with Russell Wilson and the trade right now. At least people are in lockstep with their opinions out there. They're all over the all place. All over the place. Perfectly like a, Las Vegas. It's like a circular firing squad out there, isn't it? It is. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, that was Argonaut Wine and Liquor. Just in case you missed it, they always have great specials. 15% off 750 milliliter bob, uh, bubbles and box wine on all sizes. Uh, check them out. Uh, uh, Westward calls them the best liquor store in Denver five years running. If you want to have something delivered, uh, they do it for the entire Denver metro area. With Thanksgiving coming up pretty soon, you're going to want to probably have a you know some liquor, maybe some beer for Thanksgiving. Of course. Tolerate your family a little bit more. <laughs> See, you always go back to that. I, I should tell you a lot about my childhood. I love my family. It tells you a lot about my childhood. <laughs> I, By the way, every they're the, every they're the only ones I prefer to be around, quite frankly. Oh, well, I prefer to be around my family, too. Well, okay, then. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. then stop taking shots at them. Okay, we'll see how much uh, how much liquor is your house for Thanksgiving. There'll be plenty. I'm sure, exactly. <laughs> Thank you for making my point for me. Check out Argonaut off of Colfax or uh, check them out online to order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. That's going to do it for us. Zach and Alex, great job as always today. Same with you, Bruce. I'll try and do better tomorrow. Make the best possible day you can. 